let me preface this by saying that this situation didn't turn out to be as scary as it easily could have been. My coworkers and I were incredibly lucky with how this was resolved, but that didn't stop it from being incredibly nerve-wracking at the moment. I'm writing this story only a few hours later, but enough said. Let's get into the actual story. I've been working at a big-name coffee shop for the past few months. No, not a Starbucks, somewhere else. But it's a job that I honestly love. It's fun, easy, and it's in a great location. The town I live in is very safe compared to other areas of the country, populated mostly by young families, retirees, and college students. I'll say that the area of town that the college is located in is notorious, to say the least, for wild parties and its fair share of crime. Still, outside of that area, the town is truly safe, which is why I doubt any of us were prepared for the slightest for what happened earlier today. There were three of us girls working at the time, struggling to fight our way through the Labor Day rush that refused to let up due to the deal we had going on. During this rush, I noticed a young man standing by the bathroom door. He and who I assumed was his girlfriend had been in the shop when I clocked in about an hour earlier, and according to my coworkers, they hadn't come in much earlier than me. I could tell that the bathroom was locked by a little red slot on the door, so I assumed that he was simply waiting for it to open. Yet several minutes later, he was still standing outside the bathroom, only now he was right at the door. He was speaking in a low voice, seemingly to whoever was inside, which made me realize that it was probably his girlfriend who was inside. I turned out to be right, when a minute or two later, she exited the bathroom and headed back to their table, followed by her boyfriend. I noticed that she didn't seem well, like she had been feeling sick, but due to the busy nature of the shop, I didn't pay much mind to it. Towards the end of the rush, a customer approached my coworker and I, expressing that she had a concern. Pretty much immediately, I knew that her concern was about the aforementioned young couple, and once again, I was right. She told us that based on what she observed, as well as due to personal experiences, she had reason to believe that the young woman who'd been in the bathroom had been shooting up in there. Of course, this alarmed my coworker and I, as we scrambled to figure out what steps we should take. I wasted no time in putting a pair of gloves on and heading into the bathroom to check it out. The second I stepped inside, I was then hit with an odd, incredibly pungent smell. It smelled like a hospital, but not in the clean way that a hospital usually would smell like. I did my best to ignore the smell as I searched the bathroom for any evidence, a search that resulted in absolutely nothing. Still, I took out the trash and I updated my coworkers on my lack of findings. One of my coworkers, however, who had been around heroin abuse like the customer, took interest in the smell. When she asked me if it had smelled like a bitter hospital sort of smell, my eyes then widened. That was exactly it, I told her. Still, the smell was the only evidence that we had, so we remained unsure of what to do. As we discussed our next moves, we noticed that the boyfriend was staring at us. Over the next half an hour or so, he kept watching us, as if he knew that we were suspicious of them. The girl seemed quite out of it the whole time, either resting her head on the table or simply keeping it down. Eventually, I couldn't take the tension and anxiety of the situation anymore, and I rummaged through the trash bag I had taken out earlier with my gloves in hopes of finding any evidence. Once again, I didn't find anything 
but I wasn't going to just sit around and wait any longer. I had no concrete proof that this girl's boyfriend was dangerous, but the way that he was watching my coworkers and I, paired with his occasional phone calls that he stepped outside to make, was more than enough to make me not want to take any chances. There was no telling how this could escalate, and I wanted to take action before things got dangerous. I stayed in the back after searching the trash, dialing the non-emergency number for the sheriff's station. The woman who answered the phone asked me what I'm assuming are the usual questions, such as my name, what was happening, and what the tune looked like. I had a rough description readily available, but I'm wanting to make sure I was giving an accurate one. I stepped out onto the floor to get another look. As I walked out, the man met my gaze, causing me to give him the usual customer service smile before pretending to look through the pastries. The moment he looked away and I had refreshed the image of them in my mind, I then hurried to return to the back. The woman told me the deputies were on their way, to which I requested that they come around to the back, a request that the woman actually agreed to. I was on my break at this point, so I spent it sitting right outside the back door, keeping an eye out for the cops. I had been waiting there for maybe about five minutes when one of my coworkers came to get me. As I left the back, I realized with a small sinking feeling that the cops had come through the front in full view of the couple. I recounted the story that I told to the woman on the phone to them, but as I was speaking, I noticed that the man was hurriedly getting their things together to leave and that the woman was nowhere to be seen. I alerted the cops to this, and the two of them followed the man out the door as I continued speaking to the remaining cop. Only a minute or so passed before I saw quick movements outside, which resulted in the man being handcuffed. The cop who I had been speaking to hurried outside to join the other two, and I then rushed to the back to close the back door after my coworkers encouraged me to do so. As I reached the back door, which was still prompt wide open, I came face to face with the girl who was rounding the corner a few feet away. Now, unlike her boyfriend, she seemed completely harmless, but I wasn't about to take any chances. I smiled nervously, my heart jumping in my chest, and I shut the door quickly, noting that she was heading towards the left side of the back lot. I rushed back to the front getting the cops' attention, then informing them of the girl's whereabouts. Two of them went after her, while one remained with the man out front. After several minutes of receiving no updates, my coworker decided to venture outside to see what was going on. She didn't spend too much time outside, quickly coming back in to inform us that the man was in the back of the cop car, but that the girl was still nowhere to be seen. We haven't received any updates at this point, so I honestly have no idea what happened to her, but I truly hope that she's okay and that she's getting the help she needs. As I told my coworkers and the cops, if it had only been the girl, I don't think I would have called the cops, at least not as soon as I did. I have nothing but compassion and sympathy for her, but her boyfriend was another story. One of the cops returned to write down my statement and get a photo of my ID, after which he thanked us and left, gratitude which we earnestly returned. I'm no fan of cops for obvious reasons, but these three seemed nice and they helped us out of a sticky situation so I was immensely grateful. It was only after everything that was over that I realized just how much I was shaking due to the adrenaline and nerves that had been coursing through my veins. I had to take a moment or two to sit down and collect myself, and it didn't take me long to get my shit together and get back on the floor. 
Like I said, this situation could have turned out to be a whole lot scarier than it did. And for that, I'm so very relieved. The story happened to one of my old co-workers who I'll call Kate. Everything's based on what she told me. For some context, we worked as janitors at a church, which had multiple buildings on two sides of the street it was on. One of our other co-workers, Bailey, was the kind of woman that would start all kinds of problems. She would always argue with everyone around us, would show up late to work, if not show up at all, and some of her personal problems were constantly creeping into the workspace, one of these problems being her boyfriend. I had never met the guy, and the most I've seen of him was a silhouette in Bailey's car, which the two of them shared. So I'll just refer to him as Daniel. Now onto the story. Kate and Bailey were working on a weekend shift together, just the two of them, cleaning up after a kid's sports game and making sure things were set up for church service on Sunday. Daniel drops by Saturday evening, and Kate managed to listen in on his conversation with Bailey. Kate caught Daniel asking questions about her. Things like, who is she? Is she married? Is she single? Very personal questions. Needless to say, Kate was pretty creeped out by this, as was I when she told me about it. A few weeks later, Kate and Bailey are on another weekend shift together, and once again, Daniel makes another appearance. This time, however, it's on Sunday after service. Kate goes across the street to lock up one of the buildings. Well, Daniel decided to drive across the street and follow her there. He parked the car somewhere the security cameras couldn't see, and while Kate's locking up the front doors, Daniel just stands out in front where she can see him. Surprisingly, he didn't try and come in. He just stood there in place, staring at her through the glass doors. After about 20 seconds, Daniel walked back to his car and drives off. Whether or not he even visited Bailey, his girlfriend at the church was unclear. As soon as Daniel laid eyes on Kate, it was like Bailey didn't even matter to him anymore. Of course, Kate told our boss about what happened. There was also a security camera that caught Daniel following Kate. Our boss gave him a warning to staff the property or the cops would get involved. Thankfully, the threat worked, and Daniel was never seen at the church again. It wasn't too long afterwards that Kate had left the church for unrelated reasons. And eventually, our boss would have no choice but to fire Bailey after she failed to show up for work several days in a row. I don't know whatever became of her or Daniel, and I almost don't want to know. The story requires some background that may seem out of context. When I was little, my friends and I had passes to the public pool and would go almost every day in the summer. We would also hang out with all the other kids there. One of them was named Robert. I'm using his name for this story because I want to put my story out there and also share how much women go through every day. Anyways, when I met Robert, he initially approached me asking for my number because he thought I was cute. Appearance-wise, I thought he was kind of cute too, so I agreed. I immediately regretted that decision, as literally the second I left the pool, Robert began texting me about everything about my day. If I was going to the pool tomorrow, where I went to school, and was just being very forward and a bit aggressive. So much so that the next time I went to the pool, 
I asked my friends to stay with me and watch for him, as I was very scared to be alone with this man. The texting aggressively continued until I eventually told him to stop, and as he didn't and kept on with the behavior, I eventually blocked his number and I just decided it'd be easier to just ignore him at the pool. After a few weeks, he had finally left me alone, and I didn't see him again for years. Now to recently, when I was looking for my first job. I needed something local because it was winter, and I didn't have the money to buy a car yet. I found an Indeed listing for a hostess job at a very popular restaurant in my city with a cool vibe, and it really suited my energy for what I was looking for. Once I began working there and meeting all of the people, I noticed that most of them were kind from my first impression. I even made a wonderful friend with one of my coworkers. On my second night there, I walked back to the kitchen to ask for my boss's number to talk about my payment, and I then saw someone there who genuinely made me gasp and jump behind a wall. I did a double take and genuinely wondered if I actually saw this person working there, and then thought to myself, literally, what are the freaking odds? But it was Robert, because of course it was. It just had to be. I remember that in that very moment of everything he put me through, but I almost laughed it off and just hoped he was just being immature at the time. I had asked for my boss's number a bit too loud, as my coworker kept getting distracted, and Robert came over to me, then saying, I can give you her number. Just give me yours. I felt so uncomfortable and pressured, but no one would have understood why I said no to him, so I reluctantly agreed. After I went home, I had texted his number and I asked for my boss's information. He sent it to me, and then directly after started to talk small talk about the job. I'm a huge people pleaser, so I answered shortly and sparsely, but I was also morbidly curious if he had changed at all since the time at the pool. He then tried to FaceTime me, and after I denied it multiple times, he texted me again, claiming that he just wanted to talk about work and about life since we last met. After I got on the phone with him, he had actually talked for about five straight hours, with me not even fully responding to him throughout most of it. But there was one conversation I remember fully well, and it still gives me goosebumps. He out of nowhere began ranting, then saying things like, Black girls are so crazy. And I as a black girl genuinely was so confused why he brought this up. He then went on to talk incredibly violently about his ex-girlfriend in a very violating way, describing her body parts to me and telling me this is why black girls are crazy. I felt so done with the situation as it went from just weird to dangerous in just a few minutes. I hung up the phone without even saying bye, as again, I'm a people pleaser and I felt it would be easier to just say that my phone died. The next day, I was stuck alone at work with him cleaning, and he asked me if I needed a ride. After I said no, he had sped off down the street. He also later that day figured out where I lived, because his aunt is literally one of my neighbors, and he texted me multiple times to come listen to his car with him, because he had installed customizations to it. And when I said no, he got very upset. After this behavior of him being very offensive and then getting incredibly mad at me for being upset, I realized I was falling into the very same situation that I was in years ago. I decided to block him again, and I put in my two weeks for my job, and on that same day, 
He then texted me that he was fired. It felt really good to leave knowing that no other women would have to be susceptible to that irrational behavior. And my coworker and friend and I actually had a laugh about the whole situation. As she let me know as soon as he approached me the first night to ask for my phone number, that she knew he had a certain intention and a really creepy vibe. Although Robert was bad enough in full, the job itself was majorly flawed, and there probably was a few issues that could have been legal issues if brought up. Not only that, but before I was hired, another black girl had quit because she was being harassed by the boss's husband who was the chef there. I also received weird comments about my hair making me unrecognizable when I was there, and my boss just laughed at them. I'm glad now I know what to avoid from future careers, and I'm so happy I left when I did so things didn't get any worse for me. Sadly, food service attracts these kinds of men, and they often thrive and often get away with way too much. I hope this man genuinely never has this opportunity to meet me again. I'm much smarter now and I could never imagine putting up with this shit today. I'm a barista at a coffee shop in our city's major shopping mall. I have two stories that I want to share. While they may not be as extreme as most of the stories shared on this channel, they're more of trust-your-gut kind of situations. For context, I'm a 29-year-old female. The first incident occurred a few years ago. We had this customer that would always sit in the corner and almost always appeared like he held his phone positioned in a certain way, as if he was recording us. This would only happen whenever the female employees were on shift. Whenever the male employees were working, he wouldn't do it. The cafe is small, so he wasn't being discreet at all. While he was super friendly, we eventually all felt really uneasy around him and suspected he was recording us. One coworker eventually had enough and called mall security. When the guard walked into the cafe and started making their way towards the guy, his behavior switched in a split second. He frantically packed up his things, threw on his backpack, and then bolted out of the cafe. The guard didn't even have time to speak with him. He just took off, and he hasn't been back since. If that doesn't scream guilt, I don't really know what does. Once again, I'm the same person from the last story. This one happened last week. I was working alone. We're often single staffed, especially during openings and closes. During this time, there was a customer who would come in regularly. He was a homeless man. He was very clearly struggling with drugs, alcohol, mental illness, or a combination. He would make certain employees uneasy, including myself. Some employees would say that he's harmless or it's fine. While I sympathized with him, I also wanted to be cautious for my own safety. This particular morning, I was getting ready to open the cafe. The doors were locked, but the lights were on, so he knew I was there. He was just lingering outside the cafe, pacing back and forth, peeking his head in constantly. Being that I was alone, the thought of opening the doors and having him barge in made me extremely nervous. I once again decided to give mall security a call. The female security guard answered my call and she said she was watching him. She offered to go up and talk to him, as I expressed our interactions with him in the past and that I was nervous. Anyway, 
15 to 20 minutes pass, and the guard comes into the cafe. She then informs me that when she approached the man, he ended up spitting in her face and then kicking her in the shin. He was banned from the mall, and if he was to ever come back, to inform security immediately. Moral of the story, trust your gut. If I hadn't have called security that morning, could that have been me? One of my coworkers? Maybe even an innocent bystander or customer? I'm so thankful for those security guards, and these situations just ignite my frustrations with employees having to work alone. It should never be like that. Even in broad daylight in a tiny coffee shop, scary stuff can happen. This happened a few years ago when I worked as a closing assistant manager at Dollar Tree. I'm now a 24-year-old female, so at the time I was probably around 22 when this occurred. I was taking my lunch break, and I was sitting in the office, and when I came out to go check on my cashier Lloyd, I had noticed a tall older man standing next to his register. As soon as I approached, the man then said, Oh, you're the perfect person to help me. I'm trying to fill out this unemployment thing online, and I'm not sure what to do. My girlfriend wants me to send it in right now. I was very confused as to why he had come into Dollar Tree and was asking for help with something like this, but being the overly people-pleasing kind person I am, I tried to see what I could do to help him. I thought that maybe he just didn't have much technology knowledge. He began telling me that he needed me to help him send the document to his girlfriend's email and handed me his phone. I was still very confused, and the guy continued to talk on and on about how he was supposed to submit the paperwork yesterday, but something came up, etc. It was all just very odd and suspicious. I didn't want to come off as rude though, so I continued to try and assist him, and I asked him what his girlfriend's email was. He had started to stutter, and then he says he doesn't even know his girlfriend's email, and then he'll call and ask. He then takes his phone from me, and calls his girlfriend. He's talking on about how this nice girl at the Dollar Tree is helping him with the paperwork. He kept acting like he was answering someone, but I kid you not, I didn't hear anyone talking on the other line. He gets off the phone with her and continues to talk to me without telling me the girlfriend's email, and he offers to come back and buy me a candy bar and pop for my help. I quickly decline, and at this point, I was just trying to get back to my work. He then all of a sudden was like, Thank you so much for helping me. I've got to go. And he then rushes out of the store. It was very strange because, well, I hadn't even helped him do anything. I then turned to Lloyd and I gave him a weird look and said that that was very suspicious. He then told me initially that that man had came into the store before and had asked if there was another employee here that could come outside and help him because his car ran out of gas. He then waited in Lloyd's register for several minutes until I left the office for my lunch and then approached me about the unemployment paperwork that he needed help with. I was even more creeped out than before and I thought maybe I should call the police, but I do have a lot of anxiety and I thought maybe I was overreacting and Lloyd maybe thought it was just a lonely old guy that wanted someone to talk to. Exactly one week later, I was working once again. I cashed out a customer and she had left the store, only to return a few moments later, then approached me to say that she felt very uncomfortable, because apparently there was an older man scoping out the parking lot, walking up to random people, claiming that his car ran out of gas from across the street at the speedway, 
and that he needed someone to come help him. She said that she felt very unsafe walking to her vehicle. I ran outside to look, because the story was very familiar to the one the man the week before had said to Lloyd, and sure enough, it was the same man. I ran back into the office to grab my phone, and I called my mom to see if she could find the non-emergency police phone number, because the one we had in the office in my work wasn't working. I walked back out of the office and then out of the store, and the man was nowhere to be found. At this point, I was pretty scared because this was the second time this man had been lurking at the store while I was working. The very next day, I had to work another closing shift, and my husband got out of his work about an hour before I did. So I asked him if he could sit outside the store while I closed and see if he saw anyone suspicious come into the parking lot. My shift went pretty well, and I tried not to think about the strange man and just get my shift over and done with. While we were counting the deposit for the night, my husband called me to say that while he was sitting out in the parking lot, this truck drove through very slowly three different times. The third time he drove through, he stuck his whole upper half of his body out of his window, was driving slowly and trying to look into the windows of the store, and then he pulled next to my car and parked. My husband then called the police and tried to take pictures of the vehicle's license plate. As soon as the man in the truck realized my husband was taking pictures, he then flew right out of the parking lot. The police had came by to still check things out, but at this point, the man was long gone. But they did watch me and my coworker get safely into our vehicles. I shared this whole story with my store manager, and he filed a police report and had police officers wait outside the store at closing for a few nights just to see if the man would return. He never returned on my shift, but I did quit not long after this incident. I don't know what the man was up to, but I truly think he was trying to lure someone to his vehicle, and I don't think he had good intentions. Hey everyone, I hope you all enjoyed these stories. If you ever want to submit your own, you can do so at southerncannibal.com. Have a good night everyone, and remember, to always, stay.